I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. The Great British Tour of Texas is underway, sponsored by the UK Consulate's Office in Houston, led by Consul General Richard Hyde. The Great British Tour has already racked up Texas miles, including Midland, Odessa, Van Horn, El Paso, and Las Cruces, New Mexico. Steve Taylor spoke to UK Council General Richard Hyde about the Great British Tour. So we're doing the three spaceports. We're, we're going to go to Virgin Galactic and the uh, spaceports of the Americas in, in New Mexico, uh, which is just over the border. Then we're going to go to Van Horn to visit uh, Blue Origin, commercial spaceport. When we get down to Brownsville, we're going to try and go and see SpaceX as well. So the three big space commercial space ports are all in this region, all in a straight line, and we're going to go see all three of them. Tell me the name of the tour and and what what what, what was the idea behind it? So we're calling it the Great British Tour of Texas, because um, the Great Campaign is our kind of big sort of UK international campaign, so it's the Great British Tour of Texas. Uh, other people have called it the Mad Dogs and Englishmen going in the, in the August sun, but that's because you know, kind of, it, it is a little warm. But... Um, Yes, yeah, so Great British Tour of Texas. I mean, I mean, the objective is when we spoke last time is, look, you, you can't sit in Houston uh, and pretend to understand the politics, the culture, the commerce, the people of Texas, because it's, it's such a great diversity um, in terms of rural and urban, as well as, you know, the ethnic and cultural diversity. So so we, we have, we've been determined since I arrived to get out and actually go into the rural and, and the smaller cities. I mean, we I spent... Most of my time shuttling between Houston, Dallas, Austin, uh, San Antonio, so that, that kind of Texas triangle where, where the majority of the population lives, the majority, majority of the business is done. But, but you know, that's, and that's great. These are you know, great cities. I love going to those cities. But that doesn't tell the full story of Texas. I mean, you know this. You've been living in the Valley for, for a number of years. And the, 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 the makeup of the population, the behavior of the population, what motivates the population, um, what, what, what their concerns and worries are are quite different in those sort of rural and semi-rural areas to those big urban cities like, like Dallas and Houston. So this is all about getting out and trying to put a bit of context to politics, or a bit of context to culture or to, to commerce. And if we want to do, if the UK wants to uh, deepen our trade and relationships, we, we need to understand that there are a range of different opportunities in different markets. Um, so you know, if you look at if you look at Midland and Odessa, or if you look at El Paso, Las Cruces, those carnivations, and and the Browns from McAllen up to Laredo, if you add, if you if you add the, the, the kind of combined populations and the combined economic outputs of those cities and those those carnivations, they're actually really significant. You know, they're like a northern city, Manchester or Liverpool or Leeds or Newcastle, and we would expect foreign foreign countries to be interested in our big cities. And just because Texas has got these massive cities in it, it doesn't mean we should ignore the other cities as well. So we're quite keen to kind of broaden our understanding of those commercial opportunities. And that's why we are we are on the road, getting our boots dirty. Mm -hmm. So you pull up into a town and, and you've got this trailer. What, what, what can the general public expect to see? What, what are you well, offering when, when you open up the trailer? Are you in Brownsville or McAllen? I'm in McAllen, but we cover Brownsville as well. Now, I'm just going to check on my colleague. Are we stop. Is it Brownsville we're doing the pop-up or McAllen? 
Right. So in McAllen, mm-hmm. we've got some support from the local guys, the you know development agency people as well as the governor's office. So we're going to pull up our trailer. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure where, but I'll check in a second. We're going to park it up with the Jag and the trailer. We're going to put out a whole bunch of bunting with some flags and, you know, some a cardboard cut out of Winston Churchill, a noddy, a noddy Queen Elizabeth, uh, and a few other bits and pieces, a telephone box. And we're going to have some um, some six o'clock gin, which is a British new British um, gin brand uh, with fever tree tonic. We've got some uh, pims, and we've got some shortbread and all that kind of you know good British products. And we're just going to invite people to come over and have a chat. And we're going to talk to businesses and people, and hopefully you're going to make it over there as well. And local politicians and mayors are going to drop by, and we're just basically going to meet people and talk a little bit about the UK and, and learn a little bit about McAllen and, and Brownsville. Have you have you thought of giving away any Beatles LPs or Rolling Stones LPs? That... Well, we are going to have we are going to have a little speaker <laughs> playing some good British music in the background. <laughs> yeah, that may draw the crowd. Uh, there's... <laughs> Yeah, and I do remember in the webinar you made a important port, important point that the UK needed to understand uh, British companies needed to understand and uh, and the UK with its exports needed to uh, be aware of these changing demographics in in the United States and 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 place more emphasis on on the southwest and uh, and the grown Hispanic um, populations here that you know, maybe uh, were, were, hadn't been, you hadn't had that emphasis on before. I do remember you saying something along those lines, and this tour seems to speak to that. No, no, it, 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 that, you're absolutely right, and it's no coincidence that, um, you know, we wanted to, this, this tour originally, when it was originally conceived a few months ago, was going to be a longer tour. I mean, we were going to start up in East Texas and come all the way around. I mean, we were going to do the whole panhandle. We we're going to do everything. We, we've had to kind of, kind of pair it back a little bit. We've had to be a bit more uh, sensitive to the spike in COVID cases. And also, you know, just... And so, we, so we've sort of narrowed our focus a little bit. And we, the focus is, is, is exclusively on now the the areas of the state, A, that are harder to reach, uh, but, but B, that are, that are predominantly or increasingly uh, Hispanic in outlook. And that's, that's for the very point that I made when we spoke last time, which is that if you look at if you look at the United States, if you look at where growth is in the United States, it's in the Sun Belt, and that that stretch of territory from from the Gulf Coast right the way through to kind of Arizona and Phoenix and all those kind of places. And if you look, it's no coincidence that within that Sun Belt, the fastest growing population group are Hispanics. So, if the UK wants to remain relevant to the next generation of Americans, we can't simply trade on our past. We can't trade on the fact that. You know, we fought wars together in the 20th century, that we have a shared love of the same music and TV and The Crown and James Bond and Winston Churchill and all those great things that are great things to celebrate. They are not relevant. They don't resonate with this growing Hispanic community who look south for their cultural context. Mm-hmm. They look south for their history. They don't look east to, to, to the old European nations. So. So if we're going to remain relevant to the United States. I'm going to remain that partner of choice, that kind of special relationship. We have to get out there and we have to engage with people now. Mm. So this is a, this is a, about talking to companies and businesses. And I spoke with the uh, with the Hispanic Chamber in El Paso yesterday. It was a really interesting conversation about you know basically what you know what are the challenges and what are the opportunities for them and and where the UK can plug into that. We need to we need to educate UK companies about 
the opportunities that resonate or, or that emanate from USMCA. I mean, that opens up a corridor of opportunity for UK companies. If you want to for the side of the border or on, or on the US side of the border, you can leverage the, the, the benefits and the and that trading relationship that's, that's grown on, from NAFTA and USMCA. So we want to educate people about that in the UK, but we also want to just just kind of hear from people what what are the challenges, what are the worries, what are the concerns. You know, does, does the situation in Afghanistan mean anything to you? Does the situation in China, there's a shortage of uh, of uh, semiconductors and microchips. Does that cause you, what, what does that mean to the people in this area? And it's interesting. They're all saying the same things as, as, as we are. And so there's an education for me there about, you know, some of these big international issues resonate here as well. So so it's about it's about sort of talking, engaging, learning, and, and just trying to build a picture of how the UK can build, can, be, can remain, you know, relevant, can remain the partner of choice and, you know, and, and so in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years time, we still have that same kind of relationship with the United States. Mm-hmm. So your particular work, is it more focused on um, getting Brit- uh, helping British companies um, uh, grow their markets here in the United States or certain parts of the United States? Or is it trying to get American companies, Mexican companies to, in- to invest in the UK? So it's 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 all of the above. So so my, my my role covers everything from the from the commercial relationship to the political relationship to the cultural relationship, hmm. um, and support and, and looking after Brits in trouble. So that, that that's the kind of the four elements of, of my work. But with, with me on the on the trip uh, are John Mars, who is our regional director for the Department of International Trade, and so John is basically the equivalent of you know our regional director for the Department of Commerce in the U.S. system, and his job is is uh, his team support UK companies to export to the United States. But actually, unusually, unlike pretty much every other country in the world, we don't just stop there. We we encourage and support UK companies to actually invest overseas, to set up overseas. So most countries don't do that because they don't like their country, their their companies to invest overseas. We like it because we're free traders and we believe that if a UK company comes and sets up here and employs people here and becomes a part of the local economy, it will grow their business and keep them globally competitive. So so it's about supporting UK companies to export and to set up in, in this region. But also, of course, we're really interested in bringing US companies and US skills and talent and, and technology and capability into the UK as well. So we, you know, we do a, we probably equally support US companies either in the UK or to grow their business or, or companies here to consider the UK as a place to internationalize. Because if, if you've got a great technology and you're growing a, your, your market in the US, there's a whole other market, you know, in the UK and across Europe that you can you can access through the UK. So we so we do both ends of that. But what we're also doing, and Christina, who you mentioned a minute ago, Christina's also Christina Loon is also on the trip. And Christina is what we call very grandly the uh, the, the, the the senior trade policy advisor. And Christina's job really is to help us to understand uh, what what are the difficulties around the UK-US free trade agreements. What do what do Texas farmers and New Mexico farmers think about the idea of having a free trade agreement with the UK? What what, what hurdles might be there? What opportunities might be there? And, and what, if there are hurdles, how do we remove them? So that's what Christina does. So she focuses very much on, on kind of that, that trade policy piece. And there's a lot of politics behind that as well, of course. She's, she's involved with that too. And I, and I mentioned, um, I also have with me a colleague here, Juliana Correa, who is who is the uh, the John John Mars equivalent in in Mexico, and and basically she's here to look at all of those same issues to see how 
when we're talking to UK companies about Mexico, whether we can include the, that US opportunity in the in the picture as well. Um, so you know, we're, so we're so yeah, so we're interested, really interested in both educating UK companies about the opportunities in the greater border region, and, and it is it's in Scotland, El Paso. Uh, we, we've worked with extensively, but we're also very keen to work with the, with, with the Valley as well. Uh, but it's also about talking to companies about that UK opportunity. Yeah. I would imagine in El Paso, uh, Laredo, when you get there, and, and the Valley, McAllen, Brownsville, that uh, when you when you talk about also bringing Mexico into the picture, that yep. the, the, this, the twin plant um, concept of the Maquilas of having a manufacturing presence on both sides of the border, um, you'll want to, to, to know about that, learn about it, educate yourselves and and uh, to tell British companies, like you mentioned earlier with USMCA, that there are some, there's some, some really good advantages uh, in that trade agreement for you. Absolutely, and I mentioned before about sort of semiconductor microchips. You know, there is a global shortage. I saw, I saw, I think it was Toyota announced this morning that they're going to cut production by 25% in vehicles this year because they just don't have the chips. That's all to do with a supply chain failure. Which, which is largely linked to to, uh, to COVID, but it, it, it basically has woken up in the minds of the US government and the UK government and all of those other, you know, really kind of um, uh, developed economies that we are over-reliant upon some supply chains beyond our reach and beyond our political influence. So China dominates the supply chain of, of uh, semiconductors. Um, we can't afford that to be the case. We, we need to talk about we need to invest in repatriation of those supply chains to to uh, regions closer to home or even better regions within our own borders so the uk is investing a lot in that at the moment and um, we've, we've you know we've got a great history of, uh, of supply of, of uh, semiconductor developments and you know, of course the us has as well but we've over the last sort of generation or so we've we've allowed the production of this uh, equipment to be moved uh, to far flung places mm -hmm. you know for good economic reasons but now we've realized We've woken up to that, and I just feel that when I talk to people here in El Paso and uh, El Paso, Juarez, and, and, and uh, Las Cruces, but and equally when we get down to Laredo and, and, and to Brazil, McAllen, and the Valley, but but actually there is there is an opportunity. So the, the cost the cost benefits of being in Asia can be matched by cost benefits by cross border mm -hmm. uh, collaboration, mm -hmm. and, but also the proximity to market means that your your logistics costs are much correct are much less. And also, you then, you then, you can, you can increase and decrease um, uh, production based on demand because demand is is right next door. So, so there's a lot of interest in in, in sort of building up those higher skilled, higher tech tech um, uh, opportunities right up and down the border because there is nowhere else in the United States, possibly nowhere else in this side of the world, where you can leverage both of the 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 the. the, the the advantage of Mexico and the advantage mm -hmm. of the market of the United States in one place. And so I think I think there's a different level of development across the across the border. I mean, you've got you've, it's a pretty slick and integrated system up in up in El Paso where they really do think of themselves as as two two countries, three states. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, that's that's a work in progress. I think as you go further down the border, uh, I think there's a, there's a great deal of collaboration between Brownsville and McAllen, um, and we just need to you know support them in in developing those relationships across the border as well into Mexico, so it, it does become an integrated offer. And for companies, you know, you can imagine being a company where you can, you know, you can set up a, a, a cross-border operation where you've got all of those benefits in one place. That's a, that's really smooth and easy to do. That's a that's a great advantage. Mm. So I think 
I, I, I feel that the, you know, the, 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 the global situation means that uh, on the back of a you know, successful you know, uh, move from NAFTA into USMCA, I just feel that there's a real opportunity for progressive companies from Europe to the UK to actually jump in and be part of this growing economy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I better tell the, the listeners again here, I'm speaking with the Consul General, Richard Hyde, and uh, some of you may be able to t- detect that he's from Liverpool. He's got a Liverpudlian accent, and uh, it's really great to hear hear him again, uh, hear of from him again. And we're going to see him in person uh, next week when he comes to Brownsville and Macallan uh, on this uh, great British tour. Uh, Richard, is there anything else you want to add? Just tell people to come out and see us. We'd love to meet as many people as we can. Um, you know. We are. We've, we've got. We've got a few. A few. A few good British offerings there. Um, some great British music, and um, you know, I've, I've, my, my, my team are fun too. So come and come and um, encourage your listeners to come and come and speak to us. Come and tell us what they think, and uh, share some stories of the UK. We will do that, Richard. Thank you very much. Um, I'll get the information on where where your stops are going to be. Uh, here in the valley, and uh, we will get the word out today about it. On Tuesday, August twenty fourth. Starting at 4 p.m., the Great British Tour of Texas with British Council General Hyde and his staff will stage a two-hour outdoor session at the Quinta Mazatlan in McAllen. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.